0: last week on The Slut Show.
1: I was having sex on the couch while they were like in the other rooms sleeping.
0: <laughs> These people forget that it's so much fun to be sexually active. Yeah. It's a legitimate hobby. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that which I know is like five-bed partners is like high. Oh, honey. What? I <laughs> had five in one night, like what? And I realized I'm a slut.
1: <laughs> Maybe men like collectively just need therapy for at least yeah. three
0: years That's and good. you That's know, good. face themselves, face their own misogyny, face their own patriarchal bullshit. See, you are a psychologist, <laughs> I will collect the fucked up men, I will just send you the list of people I had sex with. <laughs> I did not just say that.
1: And then I was like, oh, I should get a vibrator, so much fun, haha. <laughs> so I got a vibrator, but it was without a base on the end. I think I tried it too much and <laughs> it disappeared <laughs>
0: <laughs> This week on The Slut Show. We made a bet about how many bet partners I could get in 28 days. Yes, and we were excited. And like, <laughs> I I deadass, there were people who thought I could make it to 20. Yeah. I wish I could sit here
2: and say that I completely love myself and I adore my body, but my body's my biggest insecurity.
0: We didn't steal a car, we drove a car, we didn't ask if we could borrow it. That's um, stealing. <laughs> and i love getting older right oh my gosh i never
2: i never would have thought but it's so empowering too to get to know yourself better (laughs) it was just
0: to be able to say that i had sex while
2: driving a car i always thought it was my issue i even remember telling my ex-boyfriend like don't worry about me you know don't worry about if i come or not it's just my problem but it's not a problem it's just that i was very
0: insecure with someone who would not give me a safe feeling where does that passion come from It stems from pain. My weight gain after my anorexia was extremely healthy and so necessary. Ready? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Action in three, two, one. Hey thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine. Maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy this week's episode of The Slut Show with Ellen Moore. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary beings, and any and everyone in between, my name is Ellen Moore, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Slut Show. In the studio with me today is the queen of Dutch feminism. She is a genuine, warm-hearted, honest, thoughtful, and incredibly inclusive person. I'm talking about the one and only Laura from Feminist Platform. Oh my
2: god, can I take you everywhere? go please
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome honey it's so so good to have you in the studio i'm so happy to be here i'm so excited to discuss so many different things uh we're gonna get into loads of juicy stories um we're gonna be talking about feminism weight gain body hair self-confidence diet culture self-love and way more but before we get into it the slut show with ellen moore the podcast slash talk show about shit you and i have to deal with on a daily basis about feminism, insecurities, feeling like a bomb ass bitch, and obviously about loads of sex. Enjoy your weekly dose of empowerment. Your weekly dose of empowerment? What's the most empowering thing you did lately? Hey you, we have a new trigger warning system. If you hear this sound, a potential trigger will follow. The first one will follow right after this interruption. If you want to see what triggers we are warning you for, check out the podcast description or check out the right top corner of the YouTube video to see the blinking warning lights with the potential trigger. Enjoy the rest of the episode.
2: I was kind of debating between two things.
0: One, I think we already talked about it, but
2: I let go of all things about eating good for you yeah I used to be a vegan uh it started as a vegetarian for about two years and then I was vegan for a year but I did it out of the wrong reasons um because I was just trying to lose weight um and I even added not eating gluten um Mm -hmm. because I thought you know bread and carbs and everything you know if I cut that out I might lose weight right didn't happen the opposite (laughs) happened (laughs) I only got heavier um, and since a couple of weeks,
0: I'm just like fuck it all. And I'm so proud. I'm of gonna you. eat
2: whatever I want to eat. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Really, <laughs> Thank you. it's a struggle. I mean, you would know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, eating the entire day. Even if I were, would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, yeah. What, the, what do they call it? Like intuitive eating or right. something. Right, just letting the fuck go. The fuck yeah, it diet, basically. exactly. Yes, and if I wanna, you know have some pasta i'll have some pasta because there has been a time when I, where i wouldn't eat it so um i'm really
0: happy about that and enjoy that, that fucking pasta honey. yes so good and <laughs> yeah. it's it's such a stressful thing to let go of that and like sure. for those who obviously don't know we're also very close privately you're a really good friend of mine yeah. i hold you very dear so i'm very <laughs> excited to have you in the studio and talk yeah. about everything in a very s- safe space mm-hmm. so that's yeah, lovely i love that. Um, we are, you know, no slut show without slutty science, so, uh-huh, let's dive right into it. I got some slutty science for you because we like to stick to facts. Slutty, slutty. science more. This week's slutty science builds on the slutty science from episode 3. In that episode, we discussed how diet culture is based upon capitalism rather than health concerns. We looked into beauty standards, BMI, and the so-called obesity pandemic. Today, I'd like to focus on why diets are scientifically proven not to work. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a foundational concept in psychology. It describes basic human needs, like the two, arguably, most important ones, food and rest. Quote, if those basic survival needs are not being met, it is almost impossible for us to truly move on to any other area of life. So as long as you actively try and consume less food than your body desires, you are still dieting and that will always eventually backfire. Quote, controlling the food you put into your mouth is not how we are wired. It is not how we were made and it is not how we ate for our entire existence throughout history until very recently. Nobody finished a meal before they were fully fed because of portion control. On the contrary, Portion control was historically the unfortunate side effects of not having enough to eat. Let us take a closer look at some of the bullshit health rules we have, for some reason, blindly accepted, starting off with butter. The big B is often associated with heart disease, and frankly, that is just untrue. Looking at the facts, heart disease was really rare in America in the early 1900s, when people ate loads and loads of butter and saturated fats. Between 1920 and 1960, heart disease rose to become America's number one killer. However, during that exact same period of time, consumption of butter dropped from 18 to only 4 pounds per person per year. Instead, we started massively eating margarine. The war on sugar, a product that has been called more addictive than cocaine and is often considered the cause of diabetes. However, quote, Impaired sugar metabolism is the result of diabetes, not the cause. In fact, not eating enough carbohydrates can even make diabetes symptoms worse. Then lastly, our fear of salts. About this, Kresser stated that, quote, when average life expectancy is plotted against the country's average salt intake, the trend shows that higher salt consumption is actually correlated with longer life expectancy. The body mass index we discussed in the study science from episode 3 is considered to be a way of measuring health. A quote-unquote normal BMI claims that you are supposedly healthy. In reality, however, the whole thing is completely arbitrary because many studies have demonstrated that higher BMIs actually have lower mortality rates. Similarly, many studies have shown that weight loss or too much exercise has been associated with poorer health higher stress hormones, and increased mortality. Concluding this week's slutty science with a suggestion for you, me, and everyone else. How about we stop commenting and assuming people's health by looking at their size, shall we? Damn. Damn indeed. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's some facts, yes. Right. I, no. I borrowed the book, The Fuck It Diet, <laughs> <laughs> from you, and we've both been kind of simultaneously reading and listening yeah. to it, and, um... A lot of the information that i that i'm stating in the study science stems from that book so i definitely highly recommend if if you're struggling with anything eating disorder related get yourself that book buy it i'm not being sponsored i wish i was (laughs) (laughs) it's a very eye-opening book yeah yeah what what has your personal journey been with weight loss dieting um where do you want me to start (laughs) (laughs) um
2: well when i was a little kid um i already realized like around maybe six or seven that i was different i was a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. i i wasn't fat but i was just like chunky and like in a very awkward way (laughs) if i look back at photos like i would really i would have really skinny legs and Mm then my my tummy would fall over those legs because they were too (laughs) (laughs) too tight over those legs no i meant over those shorts because (laughs) they were too tight um so from a young age i already figured out that I was different Mm -hmm. Um, and you get told a lot of different things like a lot of comments that just stick with you and then when I was a teen it all started to make sense and I I saw myself that I was bigger than the rest and uh, when I was 11 we found out that I have an autoimmune disease uh, which is called Hashimoto it mainly focuses on my thyroid it doesn't really work it's really slow and as many people might know when you have a slow thyroid you know right. your entire metabolism it just doesn't work correctly um the the hormones that my body should make it just doesn't or at least not enough right so i've been taking medication for that since i was like 11. Mm-hmm. um and it made me feel better made me feel less tired because if your body's not working correctly you get very tired of and, course even depressed and all different sorts of things it can do to you physically and mentally. Um, and when I was a teenager and was on medication, I hoped that it would make me lose weight or right. you know make me look like all the other kids around me mm-hmm. and it just didn't. So then when I was 15 and I saw people around me dating and, and like all the girls around me were talking about boys and no, mm-hmm. nobody was interested in me. So I was like, okay, I have to do something about it. Right. And then I basically just stopped eating. I would skip breakfast and lunch most days. So I would just go to school on an empty stomach, um, be there all day, it would take up a lot of my energy. Of and course. then I I didn't eat at school because I knew that when I would come back home, my mom would make me eat something. Right. Um, so that's basically the only meal I had. And if it was a really heavy meal or if my mom would really make me, you know, finish my entire plate, sometimes I would run to the bathroom and, you know, get out, purge. get rid of it. Um, yeah, and luckily I didn't do that for too long. Um, because at one point I remember being on a school trip, like a field trip sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I nearly fainted, like it got black in front of my eyes and I... I was still conscious, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't really see anymore, and um, they did not allow me to go on that trip, but they left without me, (laughs) and I was like 20 minutes away from home by bike, right? and they just left me there, and there was a point where I was 16, and I was like, okay, no, I need to eat.
0: Yeah, you can't live like that. Exactly,
2: yeah. And then I went home crying on my bike, (laughs) and my mom made me French toast, and they they had no idea, like my family, they had no idea what was going on. And uh, magically, I felt so much better. it's like, not <laughs> a shock? Right. Yeah. So that's where it really started, and that's like very important moment in my life where I was like, "Wow,
0: this... we have to change something." Yeah, but right.
2: uh, of course, I I I didn't. But that was the first time I realized, like, oh,
0: you need food mm-hmm. in order to stay alive. Yes, but the right. thing
2: the thing is, I had already lost weight because, of course, I wasn't eating. Yeah and just the reactions around me were so positive Mm -hmm. and everybody was telling me how great i looked how healthy i looked and um just like keep it up you know which is royally fucked up because
0: you were extremely unhealthy
2: very and unhappy too right i mean i was as unhealthy as like passing out yeah and not eating while i was supposed to be studying and like developing myself and I, i was focused on how i looked and everybody around me
0: was just like, You look great, keep it up. It's just amazing. That's just Yeah. And it does it does something to you. Yeah. Of course. It fucks with your mind completely. It's so sad to see how people are and, and that's that's also the biggest part of a diet culture which is so fucked up and so ingrained in our society that um you compliment fat people on weight loss mm-hmm. and if skinny people uh remain skinny you say it's good. But as soon as someone gains weight, you have an opinion right. about it. Right. While my weight gain after my anorexia was extremely healthy and so necessary Yeah. and people were like why are you gaining weight and that's so insane and it's already uh,
2: you you are aware of it right and you're probably insecure about it yeah so if
0: people around you are amplifying that yeah Fast forward to now, you're 26. Now you start yeah. a feminist platform. Tell us a little bit how that emerged, because I love it. I'm so yeah, good for it.
2: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I love doing it too. It um, started about year and a half ago. Mm. About two years ago, it was just not doing well. It was mm-hmm. very depressed. I didn't realize at the moment, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was right. not good. Like I couldn't get out of bed, and I didn't really do anything. I put my study on hold, and my, I didn't work, and I was slowly. You know, going back to work and study and everything, but I was just not happy. Like, I was doing whatever I needed to do, but I was just missing something. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been very passionate about feminism and activism and reading a lot and listening to a lot of podcasts. Right. And then I was just like, I have to do something with this. Like, I didn't know what. So I just yeah. randomly started an Instagram because the, the women, uh, Women's March, Women's right, Day, Women's March. Yeah, think, yeah, it was coming up. And I figured, okay, I'm, well, I'm going to go there. I might as well right. take some pictures and just share it and see where it goes. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: never thought I would, you know, still do it after a year and a half. Right. Which is not that long, but I
0: mean, How did you learn me, about feminism in the first place? How did you get into that? Um, I think
2: through my sister. I have a sister that's uh, 11 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And um, she has always been very, you know... Woke. I hate that word, but <laughs> yeah, well, we <laughs> I don't get have it. another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, she was always very much into feminism and um, being like politically, politically correct. Holy Ending shit! Hard politically, to talk. yeah. <laughs> right. And um, she has her own blog, her own website, and she's doing a lot of different things. And I always find that very inspiring. Yeah. And I, I think. Like, without her wanting to, she kind of introduced me to it. Mm -hmm. And it just started by, you know, reading and and listening to podcasts and things like that.
0: And that's also how we know each other. Yeah. You found me through my episode with Dane, I believe. I think so. In season two. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, I don't know, we started messaging back and forth being like, yay, I like your story. Constantly supporting everything (laughs) that we were posting. So I think that's how it all began mm-hmm. and now we're here yeah basically
2: like from instagram friends and supporters to right you know actually friends So yeah. that's really nice yeah. exactly
0: i think it's so cool to meet people through like the feminist bubble that we we find ourselves yes. in we often speak about how we 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 are very much aware that we live in a pink pink literal pink <laughs> bubble <Yep. laughs> right now literal <laughs> we love it yeah. um, and that that is not the how the actual world works mm-hmm. but we are also I think I can speak for the both of us we are also like I want it to work like that though my world works like that I don't know about y'all but <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. how did you because you're you're so passionate about so many different things you're so mm-hmm. talented you have so many <laughs> authentic ideas and you're gonna go places I'm so sure no. and how did you where does that passion come from
2: it's it it stems from pain like partly not all of it Mm -hmm. um but if you've been through some some shitty stuff or you see other people around you going through shitty stuff uh like racism and sexism and ageism and all the isms right (laughs) um i don't know it it just really sticks with me and um especially with my platform i'm always thinking like what did i needed to hear when i was a teenager right and it's not that my entire focus group is teenagers, but um, I feel like I've been kind of late figuring everything out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no time frame for for anything. Right. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I knew this earlier on in life, you know?
0: Isn't that everything you learn? You're like, oh, I wish I knew this oh, from my God. the get Yeah. And I love getting older. Right. Oh my gosh. I never,
2: <laughs> I never would have thought, but it's so empowering too to, yeah. g- to, to Constantly evolve and I even have it on my arm. Evolving.
0: Love it. <laughs> and to to get to know yourself better right it's amazing yeah i think it's so mm-hmm. beautiful to look back and be like shit the girl didn't know nothing mm-hmm. and like in 10 years we're gonna be like oh look at dude, yes. these cuties talking like they know stuff i
2: thought i knew everything you know
0: right yeah
2: and we were both very young when we moved out of our yeah. parents house and um i remember i was 18 and i was like i got this you know i i know how the world
0: works Say, money.
1: <laughs> no I'm i didn't know shit like
0: <laughs> I know this shit. I got this. No, no, no. <laughs> but then again, I feel like sometimes thinking that you know everything is what makes you able to deliver it, It's coping it. as well. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, you really do think you know everything there is to know. Exactly.
2: Until you're a little bit older, and you're like,
0: <laughs> "Hell, what? I didn't. Hell, I didn't." Nope. <laughs> um, bacon obviously also has a very uh, and and like the relationship with your body has a very um tight relationship with obviously your sex life mm-hmm. and self-love what has your self-love journey been like a lot
2: of ups and downs to be honest uh, especially because my weight also went up and down and up mm-hmm. and down and i think right now well i know for sure i'm not the heaviest that i've ever been Sex therapy,
1: we all know about the orgasm gap that exists in relationships between men and women one contributing factor is that women tend to be more preoccupied with how their bodies look while having sex. This makes it easier for men to be in the moment and enjoy the sensations, while women are more likely to be distracted by their own insecurities.
2: I've always been curvy and also that's also like my body shape. Like I've always had hips and big right. ass and... And we're here for it! <laughs> yes, well I am now too, kind of. Yay. But I was always very insecure about that because even when I Uh, had no tummy left, like, I would still have very, you know, broad hips and Mm -hmm. an ass, so I always thought I was still fat. Yeah. I was not fat at all. (laughs) I mean, now I am, but back then, Mm -hmm. no, I wasn't. It has been a struggle, and I'm still struggling, to be honest. Like, I wish I could sit here and say that I completely love myself and I adore my body, but my body's my biggest insecurity. I'm very confident in who I am and like you know my, my character and mm-hmm. my sense of humor and my intelligence and everything, but the outside, it's, uh, it's a I still struggle daily, yeah, and I'm, I'm working on it very hard. But if you have been told certain things your entire life, like maybe you're not good enough or maybe you're not pretty enough or not skinny enough or whatever it is, Absolutely. it sticks with you. yeah. And if you hear that for years, it's also going
0: to take years too break that down. Of course. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful that you dare to be this open about it and that you're honest about that because that is also self love. Being yes. aware that you're not where you want to be, but not giving up the fight and doing it every day, putting in the hours, putting mm. in the work. And I see you putting in that work and it's beautiful to see you grow, truly. Thank you. Right
2: yeah.
0: back at you. For real. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy to have you in my life, truly. Oh,
2: stop yeah. It. <laughs> um, yeah, you know I feel the same way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be taking a quick break, but we will be back in a second. But first... Can I get some backing vocals? Ooh. Slut Show Sex Position Twister, your weekly dose of bedroom inspiration. Mm. The Iron boards. for if you have really good abs, because I don't, and it's pretty hard to stay in that position if you don't, trust me, was a very sweaty shoe day. Scoop. A lovely way to introduce toys into your sex life. Lifted leg missionary. I know it looks a whole lot like missionary, but if you lift up your ass, there's actually a bigger chance that the pussy owner will come. Your weekly dose of bedroom inspiration. What's your favorite position in the bedroom or outside
2: of it? I think I'm going to sound very lazy when I say this, but missionary is always the best one yeah i guess that i well i mean one it's great for me if i don't know to do much um <laughs> no that's not that, that's honey. not entirely true though because when i am in, like when i'm on the woo, on the bottom <laughs> um i actually do put in a lot of work like i have my tricks where i just like lift my my hips i, I cannot explain it but it, it's great for for me and a partner
0: right um
2: and I love doggy sometimes not always like if I mean like some sort of romantic mood
0: right um I, I'm not up for it but mm-hmm. uh, it's great yeah. uh, do, do you would you say you have a kink or a fetish no not really no, that's interesting. We have someone on the show who doesn't have a game. I don't either. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think so. Maybe you'll find one one day. Yeah, maybe like I in imagine. a year,
2: I'll be really into leather or something. Right. You never not know. Not at the moment, no. Yeah. We uh,
0: so the you at home have seen uh, the sex position twister. I, I myself have not yet. I have no idea what it looks like. So you know more than I do, honey. <laughs> and we shot the entire segment yesterday, and my entire bedroom is now a BDSM dungeon. <coughs> it's amazing. amazing. (laughs) it it truly looks like it um so obviously um bdsm is kind of the first thing people think of when you say you're open about your sex life and you talk Mm -hmm. about it and when i say i have to slouch people like oh you're this bdsm queen for some reason that's the first thing they assume or i'm having like a lot of bed partners which is at this very time not really the case um it was supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna gonna tell
2: the story well i think you should should i (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god I can't okay okay um you want me to tell the story so <laughs> I was um done with uni and I had literally for 28 days to- <laughs> To prepare for this, for season four and five, to write all the segments, to script everything, to uh, work out all the details, do the pre-conversations, and do everything. And I was like, you know, I cannot shoot two entire seasons without having recent bed experience. So I was like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) let me set up a little game among (laughs) me and my friends because obviously, like, the way I talk about sex on the select show is also how I talk about sex with my friends. And so I send out (laughs) a. I can't believe I'm sharing this. (laughs) I sent out a message um, to, I think, about 20 of my friends. (laughs) Um, And I was like, I am going to be hoeing around town because I'm recording two new seasons. And I have to have some materials to talk about, you know? And so uh, we... We made a bet about how many bet partners I could get in 28 days. Yes,
2: and we were excited.
0: And, like, <laughs> I, I dad asked. There were people who thought I could make it to 20. Yeah, like, yeah. 17, 18, 20, uh, 19, uh, 16. Like, but, I mean, you could. I, I could have. It was everywhere between 7 and 20 on the first day. And then one of my friends said, No, I want to change to 1 just for the fuck of it. Yeah. And, well... I only fucked one one dude and crickets, crickets. I, yeah, yeah. Oops. It's I, so funny how I that happened. I disappointed everyone. Everyone's no, like, "Oh no, not you, at all. you you were like saying that you were gonna hoe around. We had real high expectations, and uh, yeah,
2: yeah. But I mean, if you hit it off with someone and you want to see them more often, that's fine. You
0: don't have to hoe around. I, I mean, that's what happens. So, if this is not, if the previous part was not in the podcast, I'm clearly not seeing them no more (laughs) (laughs) sorry for putting you on blast like this (laughs) oh dear god i think i've said this like five times across these two seasons but that's life no that's life Mm -hmm. that's life what would you say is the sluttiest thing you've ever done
2: Ooh, that's a good one um i don't know if my parents see this but
0: uh... (laughs) mom click away
2: (laughs) well my mom is not the problem dad (laughs) Dad like, away. Away. <laughs> um i i think i'm not that big of a slut though like I'm, I'm pretty much of a prude but i think like the wildest thing i did was have sex in a car like not a driving oh, nice. car <laughs> we were like parked um but it, it was surrounded by you know Trees? build no oh. no <laughs> buildings and oh, people were walking by and it, the 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 uh, I think there were like tinted windows for a little bit. Good. So it was. I don't, I don't know. Oh wow, that's dairy That was that's, fun. Yeah, that was fun. Though. That was fun. Yeah, and I also had when I was a little bit younger, uh, I did like hand stuff in the bushes. Oh nice. Yeah. In the bushes. In the bushes. Yeah. Dead really in the, in the bushes bush, with, with, the, the bush. <laughs> with a boyfriend of mine. Why? Maybe I have a thing for outside. I
0: don't know. <laughs> hey, exibi- I'm all for exhibitionism, honey. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I am. I think that might be a kink of mine. I, don't. I think. Yeah, it's but I hard. mean,
2: if if you have the comfort of your own home and your bed, like.
0: Yeah. Oh well, you gotta be in the
2: bushes. Like I had to because I couldn't do it at home. So.
0: You know, you get you get very inventive. Creative, yeah. I oh, creative <laughs> god you you just now saying that you haven't done it in a driving car makes me think of how i did do it in a driving car no no don't do this at don't home don't do it don't try it's this irresponsible at home. okay so the whole like the scenario was not we were not in an in actual traffic we were like an outside road we might have stolen a car um <laughs> No, we this didn't The story has so many layers. We didn't steal a car, we drove a car, we didn't ask if we could borrow it. That's um, stealing. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it back though no. So is it still stealing if yes. we brought it back yes. Okay well I'm not I'm honestly considering who I stole it from I don't really mind Okay Yeah so okay. And we, we drove to like um The con- the the like countryside And we were like in the middle of a A, a weiland how, how the fuck do you say <laughs> What? Meadow
2: Meadow are
0: you sure <laughs> in the middle of the meadow, if it's not correct, it's my fault. like a huge field of grass where cows are walking you know and so we were mm-hmm. driving like right next to that and we were <laughs> dear God we put like the driver's seat down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, in, Wait. In, in doggy, my hands were at the gas paddle.
2: <laughs>
0: no no no, no. yes while the car was moving it was moving like five kilometers an hour but i was like i want to be able to say that i fucked in a car that I was driving so we were going like really well, solid why, why are you like this he, he, was, <laughs> he was he was driving the car and but this, i mean mm. wait
2: let me just like i'm a very picture visual it. person so your hands are like i'm assuming i i don't know cars on the gas pedal and on the brakes maybe uh, yeah, well. But if right if you're like
0: this and and someone's like pounding you, we, he, you might go really fast. Yeah, but he didn't pound that hard because we we didn't really want to kill ourselves. Okay,
2: so, I'm relieved.
0: Yeah, it was just to be able to say that I had sex while driving a car. I definitely don't recommend. I might cut this out. I love that though. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> you're <own cluster>. all <laughs> I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. An in-depth study conducted at a Midwestern American university found that 32.8% of men and 9.3% of women reported engaging in sex while driving. 9% of men and 29% of women had engaged in sex while driving as a passenger. In most recent sex while driving incidents, respondents reported that the two most common acts were oral sex and genital touching. About 11% engage in vaginal intercourse. The most common driving errors reported were speeding, drifting into another lane, and letting go of the steering wheel. When when speaking about um,
0: my past with my eating disorder, mm. I know that I struggled intensely after I gained weight, um, going back to a healthy weight right. with my sex life. And I know you have a similar experience. What was that like for you?
2: Yes, um, that's pretty recent actually, because I've always been, you know, very insecure, especially when I'm not wearing clothes, if, whether that's like lingerie or mm-hmm. bathing suit or anything, or naked, I mean, I, I hate it. I still do, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have been in a serious relationship from when I was like 21. So if you have... A partner that has seen you naked i mean you're getting more comfortable with it of course um not entirely because he was not very supportive or you know complimenting me on mm-hmm. my body and it was always a struggle and then when we broke up i gained more weight mm-hmm. and i ha- have been struggling a lot since like i think i was doing better with my my body image especially in bed right. a couple of years back. And my last sexual experience was a couple of months ago and I was so aware of my body and not enjoying it at all because I was so in my head and I'm right. like I was like, Girl, you're twenty six, so you should be able to, you know, enjoy this and mm-hmm. because I had the exact same feelings that I had when I was like seventeen. Right. And I was skinny. Back then, and I was still like, "Oh, I can't turn on my side because then my belly." Mm. I didn't even have a belly, you know. Like those insecurities, I still carry with me, which is really, really annoying to (laughs) to find out. Yeah. The last time I had sex, uh, I was with a man, and I I just realized that certain positions felt different because I had gained weight. Mm -hmm. You know, you notice that maybe your leg won't move up the same way Mm -hmm. it did. A little while back and mm-hmm. y- it's so annoying when you're having sex and you're realizing those things like that's Another not what I want moment. yeah no that's not what I want to think about right now yeah. and it's it also doesn't help for me personally if I'm with someone that's like really skinny or
1: you of know if, if
2: I climb on top and I'm like oh, well, let's not do that I'm gonna break a little body in half <laughs> you know what I mean right yeah so that those are like the thoughts that will go through my head well when I'm you know making out with someone or having sex and you just don't want to think about that exactly yeah
0: and if if there's people like listening right now it is okay to be bigger than your partner and you won't break their bones and even if you do that's not your problem (laughs) honey if he dies he dies dies. he dies dies. (laughs) truly like what a way to go I mean isn't that just the dream to die by having sex for sure For sure. yeah
2: with me on top of you I mean hell yeah queen (laughs) blessed you
0: just saying what is your relationship with yourself uh, when you have sex with yourself? Oh, that's great. i'm I'm the best I've ever had. <laughs>
2: right, yeah, well, wh- when I'm by myself, you know, sexually or just randomly, mm-hmm. you know walking around the house, I don't mind my body. Like I can walk around naked. Right. I can look at myself in the mirror. Um sometimes I notice myself like pulling on my body like, oh, what if my tummy would be like this or my hip mm-hmm. like, you know, i I do that. Um, but I mostly have a problem with my body when I'm around other people. Right. You know, the way people look or people will say things or mm. because I'm pretty curvy, um, a lot of men in the streets will say things like, "Oh, nice ass. I mean that... Fuck off, don't catcall. Yes. <laughs> Stop it, it's not cute. Mm. It really happens every day. Um, well, not to me because I don't go outside ever. But I mean, if I would go outside every day, <laughs> right, it yeah. would happen. Um, so yeah, when I'm by myself and, you know, when I'm having a party with myself, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I'm, I'm enjoying myself and, you know,
0: I don't have to think about it. I'm very happy that you've come to that point where yeah. you can have that with yourself. That's so important. Sure, yeah. I think that um, coming to terms with your body, um, with other people involved as well, is also for the biggest part just doing it mm-hmm. and um that's obviously easy, far more easily said than done no, yeah. um but it's it's kind of like they're too busy being insecure about themselves that they give a shit about probably
2: or they're just enjoying themselves which right. mostly is the case and then i'm in my head and not enjoying what's happening exactly. at all and it just sucks like it for me i think a lot of women have issues with you know, um, climaxing when they're with a partner. Mm-hmm. I I don't know the exact statistics, but I read mm-hmm. something that when women are by themselves, you know, they almost always, like nine right. out of ten times, will climax yeah. when they're with another woman or someone with a, vul- a vulva. Uh, they will come like sixty five percent of the time, no and when more. they're <laughs> and when they're with with like a cis hetero man, right? Not so much, and that's that has been my experience as well.
0: Women in lesbian. Sexual encounters orgasm 86% per t- of the sexual encounters, whereas bisexual women only orgasm 66% of sexual encounters, and heterosexual women only orgasm 65%, which is definitely the lowest. Did you just say 86%? 86%. Honey, it's not for pretty. me, it's like 1%,
2: right? <laughs> which yeah. sucks. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I always thought it was my issue. I even remember telling my ex boyfriend, like, don't worry about me, you know, don't worry about if I come or not, it's just my problem. But it's not a problem. It's just that I was very much in my head, very insecure, with someone who would not give me a safe feeling. Exactly. Who would not give me a feeling that I was allowed to let go or Mm -hmm. that I was allowed to just be. And, I mean, maybe he just wasn't doing it
0: right. Yeah. You know? That is actually a very likely explanation. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like for some in some situations yes it's you being in your head and yes mm. it's it's fine because you can still enjoy sex without climaxing but at a certain point it is very problematic because you're not taking up the space that you deserve exactly and you're not taking up the time that you deserve and I actually read that um like a couple of days ago that it takes the average woman 20 minutes to climax yeah and I read that and that I was like up oh yeah. yeah so i sent it to my current vet partner and that's the most empowering <laughs> i thing love I that lately. i love that oh my god i sent <laughs> it to him i was like very good threat. read the whole thing and he did he did he liked it he didn't reply <laughs> he it said uh, sex isn't just penetration it said um it takes the average woman 20 minutes to climax right. it said all kinds of things that make it easier for men to understand right. women. Because that's something that I feel a lot of men who haven't been in long, long-term long relationships, yeah. they don't know how to pleasure a woman because yeah. we are biologically so different.
2: For sure.
0: A vulva is such a different thing than a penis. Mm-hmm. And men, in general, like it when you're making out with them that you immediately grab their crotch. But if yeah. you do that with me, honey, don't. <clears throat> no. Honey, don't.
2: But with, with them, I mean, I don't have a penis. I don't know. But it kind of seems as if they just... They have, like, a knob that just turns on. Like, okay, exactly. I'm ready. Yeah. It doesn't work like that.
0: Yeah. Like, you gotta heat it up. <laughs> See, now, that's the thing. They have a an on-off <coughs> switch, and we have a uh, diesel car, uh, which... is <laughs> A gasoline car. Which means nothing if you say that to me. <laughs> which which means it takes 20 minutes to warm up. Right, right, yeah. And when, yeah, and and when also, you're on
2: your peak, honey, you can last. You were just talking about how sex is not only, like, penetration and everything. But that's the whole thing about the word foreplay. Mm-hmm. Like, I recently thought about that. Like, foreplay kind of means that it happens before the actual deed. The deed being penetration.
0: Yes, and that's, that is so fucked up.
2: It's so wrong because... Yeah. I mean whatever you're doing whatever sexual it's sex
0: yeah and it's it's yeah i recently also realized that i have i have a list of people i slept with just because i want to you know keep track mm-hmm. you, you're lying if you don't say don't that we out. all so don't we all exactly <laughs> yeah. um yeah i'm gonna leave it to that and, and um i realized that i only wrote down names of people who I had penetrative sex with. Yes. Which is royally fucked up, yeah. and I now don't miss, like, quite some names on my list, yeah. so that's a pity. Same, same. Yeah, I um, I recently,
2: I I had some sort of list, but only penetration, like you said. Right. And I was dating a woman who uh ha- also had some sort of list, mm-hmm. and we were talking about it, like, like, how many people did you have sex with, and we actually ha- had a discussion, like, what is sex? Because right. I, I think, especially as, like, a queer woman, mm-hmm. sex is everything sexual. Like, mm-hmm. if someone touches me there or, right. you know, goes down on me, that's sex. That's sex, absolutely. So th- that would make you probably have more, you know, romantic partners.
0: I'm up a lot higher than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, well...
2: I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm I'm
0: a prude. I mean, hell, why not? <laughs> but who cares? Exactly. We're really, really, in 2021. Cares? Are we really still caring about <clears throat> how many people you fucked? Yeah, and it doesn't say anything about
2: how much sex you've had because mm. I when I was in my relationship, we that look away. We <laughs> we away. <laughs> we sometimes would have sex three times a day. Right. And um I'm not saying that that's good or bad or whatever, but I recommend fun if you're in the relationship and you have one bet partner but you you have sex like a thousand times a year right you can also have 100 bet partners but it would all be one night stands exactly you know so it doesn't say anything and your number really doesn't matter
0: that is also where the logic of uh, bet partners goes completely off because if you were to have sex in one month a hundred times with the same person your, your vagina supposedly doesn't get loose. But if you have sex with a hundred different people in one month, then your vagina does get loose. Honey, that ain't how it works. That's, that's bullshit anyways. That's bullshit. And besides that, a vulva, vagina, and the whole shebang, it's a muscle. It yeah. contracts. It don't get loose, honey. <clears throat> exactly. And I, I have, I've had a lot
2: of sex, and it's still very tight. Too tight. So... <laughs> Honey, we top bitches! <laughs>
0: hey, hey,
2: hey, hey.
0: Did you hear that? I think we got mail. I think we did. We got mail. Someone asked the question, which is a very, very good question. Someone actually sent it in. How lovely is that? That's that's great. I didn't make it up for once. <laughs> what are books that you can recommend <clears throat> about self love, body positivity, and Ooh. feminism?
2: Oh, I don't know that mm. from the top of my head. But the one you mentioned, The Fucker Diet. Yes. It's amazing. It's, Absolutely. it's mind-blowing. And it's one of those books where sometimes after a few pages, I would just have to, you know, put it down mm-hmm. and just think about what I just oh, read. Yes. And I really liked um, Bad Feminists. I don't know if you know that one. I haven't read it yet. It's uh, written by Roxane Gay and it's a collection of short essays. Mm-hmm. Really like that one, and I'm currently reading. I think the title is "What They Don't Tell You About Fat" or something like that.
0: Oh uh, right, yeah, I think you're talking about that.
2: It's it's kind of like the fucking Diet, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And one of the first books I uh, read about like fat liberation, body positivity, mm-hmm. was um, "Body Positive Power" by I think her name is Megan Megan Jane. Going so is that correct? There we go. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> yeah, I love her, and I was—it was a few years ago, like when I just started. Well, reading. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I gotta say, I never, I never really read a book. Um, I just started getting into reading, and um, it, it, she wrote a lot about her eating disorder, how she struggled mm-hmm. for years, and how she was finally able to let it go, mm-hmm. and uh, it was all about intuitive eating,
0: and uh, yeah, it was very eye opening to me. Yeah, that's a very good one. I, what is the book called? Written by. On Instagram, her name is the Slumflower. Oh,
2: Chidera. Yeah. Chidera Agaru. Yeah. Oh my god, yes, those
0: books. What? Yes, forget everything
2: I just said. Just read, read those. I love her. How to Get Over a Boy and What a Great Time to Be Alone. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. And it's it's a really playful book. It's really easy to read. Um, and it just has a lot of like things that are, quote, worthy. It's, right. It's really good, yeah
0: and and that is also a very important one it's written by a black woman yes and that that is where feminism started for sure in the black female and femme community yeah um that's a little something you learned today on the slut show (laughs) (laughs) how do you um how does body positivity right now play a role in your life um it doesn't really Mm.
2: and that's quite controversial but i'll explain (laughs) um as you know i i haven't really been feeling part of the body positive community because it has been claimed by a lot of i mean no negative feelings towards them because they Mm -hmm. probably don't know but a lot of like thin white uh women models influencers Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of big companies that just jump on the bandwagon um and I don't see myself in that community anymore, which is really sad because it was originated, you know, for fat people, black people, by um, and
0: for fat people.
2: Exactly, and um, yeah, so I'm not really focusing on body positivity at the moment, mm-hmm. more on fat liberation and being allowed to just take up space and being fat and right. everything like all the stigmas that that it comes with. Um, So, I'm not necessarily trying to love my body or, Mm -hmm. you know, do any of that because I don't know if I could. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm trying to be neutral about it and just be like, this is my body. It's it's just a body. (laughs) We all have a body. Like, fuck it. And hell, it makes us be able to be alive. Yes, and I can do anything I want to do. And I just want to focus on that. And I want to focus on the fact that every time I go to a doctor, the first time they ask me, like, oh, yeah, but you should lose weight. Like, Maybe it's because you're fat or...
0: No, no, no. No. No, mine doesn't say shit about your health, honey.
2: Exactly. And even if I tell someone or an an expert like a doctor about having an eating disorder, because I feel like I still have, even though I'm not throwing up anymore, I still have, you know, really bad thoughts about it and really hard days. People always assume that I'm binging. Right. (laughs) Which is also an eating disorder. And Mm -hmm. it's also really difficult. but that's the opposite. But because I'm fat, yeah. they don't They immediately they don't, do so. yeah, yeah. they don't think I'm, you know, starving myself or they mm-hmm. don't they wouldn't know that I maybe eat one meal
0: a day because right. I, I have a bad day or something like that. And that is also what anorexia can look like. Mm-hmm, and sure. it's so important to realize that for people who have never had an eating disorder or who don't have personal experience with it themselves or people around them. It doesn't have a look, and in mm. the media, it is so often shown and portrayed as yeah. anorexic people are these really, really skinny white girls who show all their ribs and right. very triggering pictures. But that's not just how an eating disorder no. of looks. It can also be um, your fat, fat, black friend who has anorexia. That that can also or be a it. man, exactly. But they never show any any men either. Wow, it's a huge, huge problem. For sure. With the... <laughs> with the... the, the yeah. a- across the male gender as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, men, period. Not male gender. Basically, society sucks. <laughs> I, think, I think we can end it with that. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, this was episodes... Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> this was season four and five. Uh, society sucks. That's basically, that's basically it. How do you see the future right now? for me or for for the world and for you okay good
2: because oh, <laughs> let's not get into that um i see myself like short term and long term still doing what i'm doing now which is having a platform i i only have it online right now but i want to take it offline probably sooner than you think yeah so i want to have conversations you know with Especially women and queer people, but basically everybody um, yeah. about all these important issues and intersectional feminism. So whether we talk about sex or racism or right. you know climate change, anything and everything, I want to have those conversations yeah. and I um, yeah I want to inspire people and help people grow in some sort of way while I'm growing and learning myself as well. Yeah. So I really hope that what I'm doing now I could do that full-time and make a living out of it
0: and you will oh. I so strongly believe in it and I will always cheer you on uh follow Thank this you. woman on Instagram please do so you will not regret it it's at feminist platform without the e from feminist without the e from Ellen I stole the e so she has the rest <laughs> yeah it's fmnst yes platform yeah oh yeah there's no i yeah in. see there's no i in feminism it's just feminist <laughs> feminist. Feminist. feminist platforms feminist. <laughs> see that, that's it more or less yeah. um, you talk about so many important topics from you talk about so many different topics from pink washing to whitewashing to you have a lot of the laundry at <laughs> advice. <laughs> Sorry, I got you about queerness, uh, fat liberation, body positivity, yeah. everything in and around it. Um, and I learned so much from your posts as you. well. Uh, we both face a lot of shadow banning and Instagram algorithm yes. being a dick. So we would really appreciate the support. Also for my Instagram, I don't shout it out very often. I always end the episode with it, but mm-hmm. I never really say follow my Instagram, but I would really genuinely appreciate it if you do. You should, she's awesome. <laughs> um, I have a personal Instagram, which is at by Ellen Moore and I have one uh, for the slut show, which is obviously the slut show with Ellen Moore. Um, branding the fuck out of the name of mine. <laughs> what would you say to your 12 year old self if you could have a conversation with her right now?
2: Um, I think I would tell her to stop caring about what people think. Because I have always been such a people pleaser mm-hmm. and always so, you know, worried about how I come across and what I look like and what people think of that. And I mm-hmm. still have that in me, but I'm trying to, like, shut her up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even gave her a name, you know, that mm-hmm. I have <laughs> Oh, yeah, let, let's discuss that for a sec. <laughs> I have this... I mean, we all have an inner voice, but yeah. I have one one evil inner voice. And yeah. it's like my inner sub tour. And um, her name is Gerda. Yeah. She's a little bitch.
0: <laughs> She's a cunt. We we tell each other when, when that voice comes through, I'm like, Gerda shut up. Yeah. If I tell her something uh negative speaking, about like, no. myself, you're like, Gerda there's Gerda again. <laughs> There's Herda. I don't there's no room for her here. Yeah, and I'm so, doing it.
2: Uh, like I said before, I'm still very much working on it, but yeah. uh, it's a work in progress. But it's really nice to see how you're already so much better than a while back and you're yeah. still learning and growing and
0: yeah, yeah. Love that absolutely that's actually a very good tip that we yeah definitely do so if you have that inner voice everyone has that inner voice which Mm -hmm. can be a dick it's like a self-sabotaging cunt speaking so give it a name and you'll be like I can never take that serious yeah
2: and I once heard someone say like don't speak to yourself the way that you would speak uh, to your best friend yeah like I would never say that to anybody else why why am I giving myself such a hard time that's not fair yeah yeah
0: I call my voice Jared. Um, If you want to join the Jared bandwagon, uh, feel (laughs) free to do so. If you want to join the Gerda team, that's you are more than welcome to do so as well. Um, I actually, this is like inspired by my friend from control or delete, Kiara. I know she listens to the show. Hey girl. (laughs) And um, she's also a very good follow tip. So I will also mention her in the description. That being said, thank you so much for your openness and your uh, genuine story. I'm very happy to have had you in the studio. I'm so happy
2: to be here. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you.
0: Thank you. Like,
2: I love having met you and having you in my life. And you're doing great things. And I love that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, Next week I will be back Same place, same time And then you will see this That's literal proof of the fact that If you go on a diet You're gonna gain everything back And more Every crash diet My mom is low income And if I have to decide Between spending 6,000 euros Mm. Or get pregnant for free That's not weird That is poverty (laughs) It's poverty I never had a great relationship With the police But now it feels like Even more
2: dangerous as it is For me it's very important To be softer uh, Right Because black Masculinity is also very criminalized. If you
0: think that a fat person not eating is healthy, you need to check your own eating patterns because that shit's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. If I
2: saw a trans person, I always say it was, or a dead sex worker in CSI, or like a punchline in like Sex in the City, or something like that. I became super fucking hairy. (laughs) Also, the butt region. And they were like, okay, well, you're not suffering enough for us because you're so
1: cool with your body and so cool with the idea of pregnancy. If
0: you want to read the information from, slutty science again, head over to my website theslutshow.org, yes, orgasm theslutshow.org, <laughs> where you are also now able to get your hands on my five-piece postcard collection dedicated to destroying the patriarchy and empowering you all. Yes. If you want to support the Slutshow in another way, you can do so by heading over to my Patreon page by buying me a coffee, which is only one euro per episode, only four bucks a month. One of do my it. very loyal patrons is sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and please follow the both of us on Instagram. It's all linked in the description. Uh, if you want to send in questions for the mail segment you can absolutely do so we will be answering them on the show send them over mail send them at on instagram at the Slut show with ellen moore or wherever you prefer don't forget to give the video a thumbs up subscribe <laughs> sitting, turn on the bell to get notified uh and share the Slut show with your friends it's very important for me that you share it if you like it uh because that helps us tremendously That being said, thank you so much for being here. Thank you at home for watching. And for now, sluts out. Sluts
1: out. Sluts out. (laughs) (laughs) Love it.